uncomfortable as fuck boundary building. Due to my not enoughness, my boundaries have certainly taken a beating over the years. In business, I've really struggled with enforcing them, especially in those early days, and it's often only until I've been pushed to the limit that I push back and set some solid boundaries. During the early days of Killer Copy, I would drop my pants for a few bucks, not literally. I'd take way less more money than what my services were worth. I just really wanted the client, and part of me didn't really believe making money could be that easy. I mean, I stood in front of a mic and spoke. It was fun. Surely it couldn't be this easy and enjoyable to make a decent living. The starting low and working your way up thing is totally underrated and seems to go against what we're told, especially in the entrepreneur space. Charge what you're worth, they say. And I find this concept fundamentally flawed. Firstly, your worth is not intrinsically linked to the monetary value of your product or service. It's way more arbitrary than that. Your product and service are worth what people will pay for them, and rarely more than that. Starting out with entry-level pricing, I believe, is actually a good way to go in the beginning. Working your way up as your experience, confidence, and demand increases. Know your worth for me isn't about placing a monetary value on you, your product, or your service. It's about boundaries, knowing you are worthy. This is the part I've struggled with over the years, the worthiness. Oh, big time struggled. Still do. But the boundary stuff, that's more like a muscle that becomes stronger the more you exercise it. Only it's quite common for us not to know where a boundary lies until someone has overstepped it. Creating and standing by boundaries is definitely something I've become more proficient in over the years. These days, though still a little uncomfortable, I do feel way more empowered in this respect. Yes, I still get that sick feeling, or that resentful feeling, or that disappointment, but I'm very quick to remind myself that the reason this person is overstepping a mark is only because the mark has not been set properly. I can't be angry at someone for pushing a boundary that was never set in the first place. Then I go gently in setting the boundary. There's no point being rude to someone when it's not their fault. People are generally not mind readers. We can't expect them to be. My clients were no different. Killer Copy's work model has always been under-promise, over-deliver. So when it came to turnaround time, I'd ensure I gave myself plenty of time and always return their work early. The faster I'd deliver, the tighter my clients' deadlines became. Eventually, this motto became a metaphorical noose around my neck. Clients started to push for tighter and tighter deadlines, and me, being forever accommodating and taking those deadlines very seriously, would deliver and deliver, until it got to the point where a client would send through a big project at 6pm, requesting it be delivered for 9am the next morning. Due to my worthiness issues and chronic fear of letting people down, I would rather break my neck than put out a client. The amount of stress this caused me was next level, and it was not sustainable. I needed more time. Mistakes were starting to appear. Shit started falling through the cracks. Something had to give. I knew that the only reason I was having this work come through so late was because I'd allowed it to happen. I'd created this expectation myself. But now it was starting to result in a drop of the quality of my work. So I came up with this idea of a rush fee put part of the ownership back onto the client. For any projects that required a turnaround within 48 hours, I'd be stinging them a 50% rush fee. Man, you should have seen how quickly these guys managed to find two to three days leeway. 
I crafted an email that highlighted these changes were for their best interests, and they were. I could not keep providing work that was slipping in quality. And remember shitting myself as I hit send. I thought I'd lose clients. Everyone would hate me. Nope, they totally understood. Didn't lose a single client, but gained time and space and some extra bucks when we did have to go the extra mile, which does still happen from time to time. People value you when you value yourself. My first ever regular client was one of those clients who I ceremoniously dropped my pants for. The lucrative promise of regular work and shitloads of it was too much to pass up. I happily accepted their rate of $10 per script, a rip-off, and my relationship with these guys continued for over 10 years, though it wasn't without sacrifice on my part. I never wanted to let people down, mostly because I thought if I did, I'd lose them in life and business. So I made sure I was trustworthy, reliable, and available. The available thing, I probably took a little too seriously, often finding myself going to great lengths to make sure they were never left hanging. Here, I was hyperextending for them, and in return, well, yeah, they sent a shitload of work my way, a load of work that I could not afford to lose. At the height of our working relationship, they made up around 60 to 70% of my income. That was way too many eggs to have in one basket. Other than that, I wasn't getting much of a return. It was also a huge time and energy cost to me too. I was making way less, like 200% less than all of my other clients, and spending eight hours a day working on their stuff alone, which left me little time to source new clients who were less demanding and more profitable. I'd worked so hard to make sure I was always ready for anything they needed that it started to bite me in the ass. It was all my doing. I'd created this expectation that work would be returned to them within the hour. And I always made it happen. It wasn't their fault. I'd not send any boundaries around it because I was shitting myself I'd lose them at any moment. The cost to me was pretty huge and the stress it caused was enormous. I was always worrying that if I left the house, they'd need something and I'd not be able to deliver. I'd go to great lengths to ensure work was always delivered quickly, increasingly at my own expense. When I'd go on holiday, work was always with me. While everyone else was out sunning themselves or sipping on cocktails, I'd be in a hotel room trying to create a makeshift recording studio out of couch cushions and pillows. Then there was always the issue of needing to have decent internet access and somewhere quiet, and shit never went smoothly. There was always some kind of drama, like my FTP would be down, my mic wouldn't work, the internet would keep cutting out, or I couldn't download their scripts. I started to dread ever going away. It was just too stressful. The sacrifices I made were getting more and more ridiculous. The day of my best friend's wedding, there I was all made up and dressed in my bridesmaid's dress, stuck in the spare room recording just a couple of jobs they needed urgently, just before I walked my best friend down the aisle. Most of the time, I felt a little taken advantage of, like they didn't respect me, like they didn't even understand I was a fucking human being. But I was so deathly afraid of losing them, I just kept plowing through. I mean, what would I do if I lost them as a client? I'd be up shit creek and looking for a day job. And at that time, that was not an option. Suddenly, my worst nightmare was realised when overnight, the work came to an abrupt halt. Instead of receiving 20 to 50 scripts per day, it was radio silence. That's a big shock to the income system. I reached out to a staff who I loved. They'd become workmates, just an online workplace, to ask if there was something wrong. 
one of them came back to me and said, oh, didn't management talk to you? We aren't using voiceover in our work anymore. I thought someone would have told you. Nope. No one did. What the fuck? Now I was about 60 to 70% down on my income and freaking the fuck out. And I was fucking livid. For over five years, I had jumped through every fucking hoop they placed in front of me. I'd never missed a deadline, ever. I'd sacrificed family get-togethers, holidays, my best mate's wedding, and even my nana's wake for these fucking assholes, and they couldn't even let me know in advance that they had decided to dump my service? Unfucking believable A few weeks later, some work started to trickle in again from them. They had a couple of clients who still wanted to use voiceovers, so the work started to come back in. Nowhere close to what it was, not even a quarter of what it was, but I took what I could get. The one or two jobs here and there, stupidly, I didn't increase the price. I felt totally disrespected. I felt angry at myself, but I needed the money, even though it felt kind of dirty now. I continued to work for these guys for another five years. I'd created some better boundaries around it, but I was still doing them for the same $10 a pop. Ridiculous. They started to become pretty sloppy at paying their account. I'd chase them again and again and again and again and again, and finally they'd clear the account. Rather stupidly, I continued to record for them most days of the week. We got to the point where they hadn't paid their account for four months or so. They owed me about $7,000, and I kept providing their work. Day in, day out, though the work had become more and more sparse. I knew it was ridiculous for me to continue working for them when they weren't paying the bills, but again, I just couldn't let them down. Eventually, I reached out to one of the staff after emailing the owner of the business half a dozen times chasing payment, only to be told they had been told they'd be out of a job by the end of the month and he was going under. Again, they thought I'd been notified. Of course, I had not. After six months of chasing this guy down for payment and hearing nothing, I brought in the debt collectors, who also came up empty. I had to write off 7k. By this stage, the measly $10 per script was eaten up in editing costs, so not only was I out of pocket the 7k, I was also out of pocket about 7k in staff costs. Big lesson for me, one that I had to learn the hard way. These days, no pay, no work. And if you don't respect me, you'll be fired as a client. Bye, Felicia. The end. I get to decide who I work with. Taking clients on and keeping shitty ones due to fear is only telling the big old you, universe, that this is what you're willing to put up with. Hello, more shitty, disrespectful clients. Now I never drop my rates, not for anyone. The times where I have let that boundary slip, I've paid handsomely for it. Those clients who want to bargain never respect you. They'll always be the total pain in the ass who is very hard to please. When I stand by my price, that rarely happens. People do value, if you value yourself. And if they don't, they can happily go to my competition. I don't have the fear around losing clients these days because I've experienced over and over and over and over and over again what unfolds when I move into a scarcity mindset and accept terms and conditions below what I would normally. Plus, the big old you always rewards me for standing in my power. Often, I'll get a bigger, better project with an amazing, easy-to-work-with, respectful client within the following 24 hours. It's hard to trust things will come your way when you're struggling to pay the bills. I get it. But if you don't back yourself, no one will.